everyone, welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram live show where anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Will Dave be able to join today? We'll find out. I'm excited. Uh, today is Monday, although it doesn't really matter what day of the week it is anymore. Not for me. Uh, I'm excited. We got to delay this a bit for Dave and for myself. That worked out quite nicely. So that was a nice surprise. And I'm just going to keep talking to myself till I see Dave has joined the chat. He is a first time Instagram liver, so we're going to show him some love. I don't know what that entails. Maybe some heart presses on Instagram live. Maybe just kind of go on, see how he's doing, and then leave. I won't know the difference because I'm just chatting. And if people want to watch, that's totally cool. Uh, yeah, that's the gist of my rambling so far, so that's fun. I don't know what's been exciting in the world these days. Oh, I tried Maker's Pizza for any Toronto people out there. Delicious stuff. Uh, that's the highlight of my week, apparently. This is, guys, I'm living the dream right now, so uh, don't be jealous. It's a thing. Now, the question is, does Dave, oh, does he have an updated version of this? Oh, that could be, that could be a problem. Let's, uh, and he's going to make me continue to chat to myself until he shows up. This is, this is my favorite part, guys, where I get to realize that I don't want to talk to myself anymore. Feel free to write comments in the chat, and then I can just respond to them accordingly. I see Aaron and Admon. Oh, oh, and my hubby. Hi, hubby. Thanks for joining. Not that I would have held it against you if you didn't, but I would have, and it would have been very ugly. Uh, not at all. I just say things, and I really wish Dave would come on, so I don't have to keep talking to myself. But such is the life of the Instagram Live. Will I end up doing this again? Maker, it is a valid highlight. Thank you, it's delicious pizza. First timer yesterday for me, and I'm like, I went with the mushroom one. I was quite pleased with it. That's just what I was feeling, so I did it. Yeah, that was a really tough decision. Although we did get a great promo on Uber Eats. That was, that was a nice surprise. Uh, Cause it's like, oh, 75% off, yeah. They're kind of paying me to eat. I'm not gonna say no to that. Plus Passover's coming up, so. That's a thing. Just play some elevator music. I should, but I'm pretty, I came up, are we, t <laughs> we are talking about pizza, Mike. Uh, the pizza that you and I shared yesterday, so yeah. Uh, see, mushrooms, yeah. That's, that's my favorite pizza topping, personally. Um, yeah, I realize I said that as if it was a question. No, it, it is, in my opinion, the superior pizza topping. If anyone has another favorite, again, feel free to put it in the chat because otherwise I'm talking to myself and then people are watching, which is fine, I guess, in a sense. It's a giant monologue. I didn't enter the monologue slam competition this month, so this is my monologue, talking to people and wishing that Dave would come on. I just spoke to you, Dave. We went through this. Where are you? Hello. Uh, maybe he's on the wrong one? I don't know. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, Dave. I don't know what to do, guys. Uh, I can't even find him. Maybe he doesn't even have Instagram. Maybe he's punking me. That would be really mean. I mean, actually, ironically, Admin, you're in this one, but you missed your chat. So maybe this will be our chat if David doesn't show up and I'll just like chat with you from a couple weeks later. Bring you in. We'll see. Oh, hi, Corey. I'm doing okay. Thanks. Oh, ultimate pizza toppings. Top five. Oh, we have, okay, admin. Oh, no, everyone's going so fast. What's a, mu oh, mushroom is a mushy. Interesting. Garlic, mushies, anchovies, green olives. I don't know if I'd like anchovies on my pizza. And olives, I like olive oil, but not green olives. So, oh, I guess we can never share a pizza together, Admin. That's what happens. Garlic, I agree. Pretty good. Especially since we don't really see people nowadays. Yes, I know, Mike. The Rubingers love their garlic. We don't really talk to them much, so it's fine. I don't know what that meant by talk to them much. We don't want to be around someone after they've had garlic, but I think if everyone has garlic, then that's okay. <gasps> Dave, you showed up. Oh, you're going to save me from myself. That, that, that was exciting. Uh, let's, let's invite you in. Uh, let's hope you didn't catch the beginning part. No, you disappeared. What? Where did you go? Oh, okay, view request. Here we go. That was fun. That was dramatic. Oh, my brother's here. Hi, Adam. Uh, I look forward to you judging this accordingly. Oh, hi. Hi. You kept me talking to myself for too long. It I'm was so awkward. 
it's okay. It, Instagram is uh, is a fickle beast for me. I agree. I have a love-hate relationship with it. And yet I'm yeah. still doing these. So there you go. Thanks there you for go. joining. Okay. Of course. Of course. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. So, oh, hi, Aaron. Uh, oh, so you can see, this is your first time. You can see the people that are joining. And yeah. then sometimes they write comments. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's the gist of it. There you go. Cool. Uh, see, cool. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It is. It's a feather on the roof reunion. I'm just going to bring, I'll have to reach out to Aaron. I'll do one with him. We'll just slowly mm -hmm. bring the cast back. There you go. Yeah. Sounds good. But yeah. What's up? Let's just uh, pretend um, that no one else is listening. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. What's up? I just came back from, uh, work's been a little crazy cause we're all working from home and, um, I haven't really spread the word about, um, what I'm doing these days from home. So people don't really know what I'm doing. I mean, people know I'm a lawyer, um, but people don't know that I'm in the process of uh, switching careers. So I am still, I am still practicing law on a part-time basis, but I'm now back in school doing a master's um, in counseling psychology, and I'm on the path of becoming a psychotherapist. So I am kind of balancing my time between practicing law and being a student. So things are a little busy. Um, and now that the weather is, oh my God, like gorgeous today. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend and I took the two dogs to walk over to the coffee shop just to go for a quick walk, grab some coffee. What kind of Can, coffee? Um, this is, okay. I don't know if you've heard of Crave Coffee Shop. Uh, no, it's, okay. I know Crave, the streaming platform. Yes. So this is Crave like, with a K. Oh. Um, their coffee shop is on St. Clair and, um, and it's like, I'm there all the time because it's the best coffee I've ever had. So Shameless anyway, plug, show the cup shop local, all that. Go get does. it. Shop local. There you go. Shop local. We're Crave pretty coffee. Awesome. So, um, this is sponsored by Crave. <laughs> I wish. Oh my God. Give me free things. I love free things. I buy your bagged coffee all the time, Crave. At Crave. I don't know how we tag them, but. We're going to tag things. them. This will be a, the only clip we show. I give go them so Crave much coffee. money. There you go. So we went for a really nice walk and we uh, walked the boys. And now we're home. And now you and I are having a lovely chat. And then afterwards, I'm going to start the law portion of my day. And this morning was school. So anyway, we. <laughs> yay yay um, i when you told me you were going back to school i thought why uh yeah. i really i mean i great i do greatly admire that because i find and i find the higher the higher up the degree so it's a master's doctorate what was it this master's? is a master's um there's so much harder than undergrad uh, point, i don't know maybe not okay i mean i i i it's hard to answer that question my undergrad was so long ago one so i was effectively a different person. I mean, I remember my undergrad like in comic book strips, if that makes sense. Like I remember stills. I don't remember like vivid memories of doing things. I remember them like in pictures um, because it was almost like half our life ago. You know, we've changed no, as people. I'm not that old. That's I true. For you, it was like two getting... years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. My playing age is younger. Uh, that <laughs> <laughs> Actors. That being said, I could never pull off a high school student unless it's like old high school. You know, when you see people in their 30s pretending to play high school characters and you go, mm, is that real? I could right. be those people that are like, is she really in high school? No. But, like, like Andrea from Beverly Hills. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I don't know the reference, but yes. Okay. So okay. like, this is going to make me seem like I'm 45 and I promise, I promise you I'm not. <laughs> Uh, but Beverly Hills 90210, which was like one of the original teen dramas, I suppose, maybe it wasn't, but in my mind it, it is. One of the students whose name was Andrea looked like she was 50. And like everybody was just supposed to believe that she was like grade 11. That's and, amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was an awkward choice from the beginning. But um, I, I remember because, I mean, you act and I used to act. I and I, the way I looked when I was in my 20s was when I shaved, I looked young enough to be a 15-year-old. 
Um, but I remember my agent at the time kind of sat me down when I was 24. And he's like, he's like, good news is when you shave, you look like a teenager and that's great for you. But you open your mouth and you sound... I'm like, where? I, I can't swear on your thing, right? I'm I mean, like, you can. I think it's fine. I'm okay. Like, I won't. But I'm it's like, up to you. Everyone's seeing this, so. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So I, I have a pretty large everyone. reach. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm like, where is There's this guy going? There's seven people on the live right now. You're fine. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, where is this guy going with this? He's like, you open your mouth and then you sound like you're an adult. You sound like you're 40. And that's very confusing for casting agents. And he's like, I'll tell you what, when you're 40, you'll be a consistently working actor. But now you're 24 and it's confusing for casting agents. And I'm like, no, I got to do something else. Well, anyway. I mean, you have till you're 40 and then you can go back to acting and then just pick up where you started. That's it. Yeah, maybe, wait, I don't know if you'll still be considered for 15-year-olds at the age of 40, even if you shave. Just, this just isn't changing. In, okay. This isn't oh, changing, really? so I'm I will excited. Shave. You're going to be that old, oh, you're going to be the 90210 character. Like, how That's do you it. get cast? I, I'm going to be the Andrea. I'll be like, Andrea, hey, you it. hip, cool kids. What is everybody doing at the I, disco this evening? Yo, yo, this is on fleek, y'all. This is... Uh, that's my that's gangster. Right. That's my kid gangster. Fleek. <laughs> I would just come in with like this old voice. Hey guys, what are we all doing today? Mm -hmm. and be, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the character. I love a grandmother infiltration of high school. That's how there, I envision. <laughs> I think there are episodes of Family Guy that kind of explore that, like Peter going back to high school <laughs> and trying to fit in. He does a good job though. Maybe I just need to think of a music. There's always a song that brings it together, right? Mm -hmm. Hey guys, let's discuss something about toad looking. I don't remember it 100%, but I think that was the gist of that episode. So cool. That's fair. Yeah, there you go. Though on an unrelated note, just the other day, because for the people watching, I mean, Robin and I are both music theater heads. And um, just the other day, I was watching a portion of Grease 2. You know that song Reproduction that happens in the classroom? I didn't watch Grease 2 either. Oh, wait, I'm supposed watch to say it. yes and then look it up afterwards. Yes, I do. It was great. Watch that movie. There are bits. I mean, anyway. anyway. I just like Grease. I never thought, for some reason, I was such, not even a hardcore, diehard Grease person, but I'm like, no, there is only one Grease. So I refuse to support it as if this one person not watching yeah. Grease 2 is going to make a difference. You know? Right. <laughs> How dare you yeah. do Zoolander too? And I still watch it anyways. But yeah, it, you're it was, really uh, you're really showing that that production company that you're boycotting the sequel. Yeah, they're uh, uh, as they work on Grease Three. Uh, that's right. Yeah, but then you'll be considered for it. There you go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll be one of the juniors that gets bullied by the T-Birds, and I'll be like sixty-one. Oh, that'll be amazing! I look mm -hmm. forward to seeing that. Oh, that's so funny. So I want to clear up some sort of misconception between you and the lovely Hallie Tater about oh, how you pronounce. Totally yeah, that's the clip I decided to share. I was confident with it. Please yeah. tell me how you pronounce my character name. Okay, so like. It I really... thought it was, hey, gold day. And then, the uh, answer yeah. is it depends. So like, it depends on where you are. If you're a Canadian, or an American, and you don't speak Yiddish, and you don't speak Hebrew, then most people would say probably Goldie. But our characters took place like in Russia, and we were Yiddish, so or we spoke Yiddish. So I would say Golda. It's, it's a combination of Golda and Golde. It's in the middle. It's Golda. Golde. Yeah. I can't see. See, that's why I'm not Tevye. Fun fact, I totally thought I should be Tevya. And I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to get the lead in everything. So when I and everyone was doing it at characters, I'm like, I'm not auditioning for the daughters. I'm gonna audition for Tevya. I was very, very forward thinking. Very progressive. Um, yeah, but now that I know I can't say Golda, I understand why I didn't care. But you nailed it. The only reason. The only reason. Well, yes, but now I'm older and more mature and wiser, mm. and I have a coach. So mm -hmm. I didn't have a coach back then. There you go. That's right. Where were you back then? I could have nailed the role. It, you know what? I, I feel like I've personally let you down. 
I, I mean, look, I'm glad that you admitted it on this live. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And now we can move on from there. This is a healing Instagram live. Thank you. Yes, Sam. it's we're covering all of it. I love how you cleared up the pronunciation and a quick, this is what it is. There you go. Huh, yeah. <laughs> Next. Just like when we saw you and Hallie struggle, that was a good 10 minutes of what on earth are we saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, look, the struggle was real, but everyone was trying to help us there. That's I, right. But it's, I don't know if I don't say that character's name. I'm like, how do you say it? And I do enjoy our version of the plot of how bad a mother she was. But then I thought, okay, is Tevya a bad father or is he just like a really hardcore in his beliefs? I think it's really, I think, okay. So this is going to like send me down a whole rabbit hole of like, oh. of like looking at past TV shows and movies and plays through the lens of, today's views right mm -hmm. it's hard like it's hard to do that i mean yeah. i don't want to say anything too controversial but like don't that's happening Just a lot come these back days to, to haunt you of like looking at the show friends and saying well that show wouldn't be made in that same way today because of abcde so we look at fiddler of you know tevia being you know, narrow-minded and short-sighted and prejudiced. And, but all of that is through the lens of what was acceptable at that time and what, you know, how Jews were treated as such a minority uh, within the place that they lived. And I'm, I mean, a lot of that hasn't changed arguably, but um, people react to their surroundings in a way that makes them feel safe, right? For sure. So well, it, uh, yeah, I mean, even as we're discussing this, I don't know if you saw Unorthodox, but that was also a very interesting series. I wanna say it was Netflix, but I can't recall. It's Netflix. Uh, I haven't seen it. The people I know who have seen it will fucking love it. It, uh, I mean, lo loved it to a point, again, it was also very accurately done and it was showing the views. It was just explaining why people thought that way. They did it in such a way. It wasn't really insulting to anyone. It was, mm. this is why this person thinks this way. And this is why this, per and it, I just thought it was such a, a well done. Like I, I rarely watch things and don't get offended. I like to get offended. Mm. Usually it's fun, super healthy, but I, I was just so <laughs> fascinated by the characters and the lead is great. Uh, mm. And see, wait, I always, is it Esty or I think it's Esty, and I keep thinking of Etsy, the Canadian. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> where you shop online. So it's uh, my Netflix and my online shopping are merging into characters now. That's cool. I'm going insane. Yes, go ahead. I Dave. know an Esty, so I would imagine that the name is Esty as opposed to Etsy. But uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the show. Um, well, that's the I... I have research to do. You have research to do. There you go. Yeah, I mean, what's the premise? Is it somebody who's born and raised in that community who ultimately mm -hmm. makes the decision to leave? And then it's just about how she navigates um, the transition into secular life. Is that the whole idea? That, that, yeah, that's the gist of it. There's some other things that I'd rather not give away if you haven't seen it. But mm -hmm. it is interesting to see why she wants to leave the world, uh, why they want her back, all that dynamic in general, and other right. people that have left the world and why they left the world. So that was... Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, that's um, those shows are generally interesting, not just through the context of Judaism, but there were there used to be a show called Breaking Amish. I don't know if you, if I you ever watched. I didn't. I was curious Amish. to watch that. I didn't yeah. watch it though. So, like Breaking Amish is is effectively a, either a documentary or a mockumentary, uh, but the whole idea is that it's real people followed by cameras. Um, where it's my understanding Unorthodox is a fictionalized uh, studio television show. Right? I think it was based on a book of a real life story though. Oh, that okay. was when I, I watched the making of Unorthodox afterwards. I thought, whoa, what a fascinating person. Again, yeah. I don't know how much, how many liberties they took, but mm -hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is uh, film critiques with Dave and Robin. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah, but my uh, my girlfriend and I were just wondering, like, last night, I mean, we've, you know, before bed, we'll just put on TV and we'll just kind of, like, have it on in the background. And we just finished all of our shows. So we're kind of just wondering about what we're going to watch next. And um, 
yeah, I've heard some good things about unorthodox. I don't know if it's going to lull you to sleep, but it's there. There you go. I was watching the other day. I like to watch shows after they are popular. So when they're not cool anymore, mm -hmm. I was watching Boston Legal oh, would shit. not be allowed. Oh my goodness. I'm Why? watching it. And I thought, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in there. It was so beyond progressive uh, to a point where, I mean, they address, I think there's, I want to say there's an, someone with Asperger's. There's someone who is, I don't know if he's transgender or I think it's a transgender personality thing going on. I apologize if I messed that up. And then also, I mean, they're just very offensive to women to a point where I, I don't know if anyone would be allowed to write that. But mm -hmm. I also love the characters so much. And I'm like, if I like this, am I not supporting women? It was I'm a moral dilemma. I'm throwing it out there to the group. Yeah. Am I, yeah, okay. It's just um, such good writing, you know? I'm like, oh, this is so snappy. Look at these cool guys smoking cigars at the end of the show. I want to smoke a cigar. They make me want to smoke, and I'm not a smoker. That is, yeah. I think that's what you should take away from Boston Legal. Smoke, smoke. cigars. Yeah. I mean, Mad Men had a similar, am I smoking? I, I, no, I, I, I meant, smoking. yeah, I was, it was the Family Guy reference. That's, oh, oh I was talking. <laughs> yeah. Are you smoking? Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that episode is Peter Goes to Washington. Yeah, I'm embarrassed that I know the title. No, of I episode. love it. I didn't want to admit it. So thank you for, for saying that to the group. Uh, yeah. The show I was discussing was Boston Legal, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, which is ironically, mm -hmm. everything they do is illegal. So I don't know if that was intentional, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I never, just, I never well, saw an How big is this? <laughs> I'm also mindful of the fact that I've been like sipping from different beverages. I do that all the time. I've got to balance out my coffee <laughs> and my water. So yeah. I'm like, okay, de okay, decaf, <laughs> like uh, dehydrate and then hydrate. But yeah. I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll just take a bucket full of ice, like in the ice bucket challenge, and dump it on my head while I'm talking to you. And That's for the finale. We're saving that for the end. Pour myself that, a that, glass When of I tell wine. you to be cool, you go, yeah, I got it. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, this is my first Instagram live. And I have to say that, like, as cool as it is to like have a conversation and like see you on the other end, at the back of my mind, I'm also mindful of the fact that people can watch us talk. And like, you and I are both mindful that there are people in this thing right now. And it's kind of like, what happens if I'm just chilling and there's nothing to say and Robin has nothing to say, then like. Dave, that's adorable. Do you think I ever run out of things to say? I, I was talking to myself for five minutes before you came on. It was That's, it was a struggle, but uh, it's okay. I never I'm not going to run out either. I'm not going to run out either. I only invite people who I know I'll have things to talk to, uh, to talk to with, to talk with about. Oh God, English. Hell. English. Uh, um, question for you. Oh, I so, hate when people ask me questions. I'm the host. Oh, go ahead. Um, from a performance standpoint, like acting wise these days, because she does it. Thanks, Mike. Oh, over the past. <laughs> I, my husband's saying I never run out of things to say. There's just a delay in the comment. So, okay. All right. Um, oh, who's this? That's so sweet. Andrea. She, oh, she's oh. a roommate of ours. I miss her. She, uh, she's from Spain and she just recently moved back to Madrid. And uh, she's joining us from Madrid and she's super, super cool. And she is, Andrea, correct me if I'm wrong, but there, um, are you doing textiles in the video game context? Like that's what you specialize in? Anyway, she's incredibly talented and yeah, she's awesome. She posts stuff all the time, follow her. She's, uh, she's super cool. We're tagging Crave Coffee. We're following her. Like we, <laughs> mm -hmm. we are doing stuff. We are getting stuff done from the confines of our house. Okay, so back to my question about acting and your involvement right now. Hello. So acting is something that like I've only been doing recreationally over the past couple of years, but what does it look like now for someone like you where the world is starting to open back up from a cultural standpoint, you know, things are starting to get made again. Um, has that affected your day to day? Um, have you felt that things are starting to go again? Like, how's that affecting you? Great question. Uh, well, yesterday, shameless plug, I shot a commercial. So that was cool. pretty cool. I know I was excited by that. I love shooting anything. Uh, but again, when I came back and I'm like, oh shit, Mike, do I have COVID? How does this work? Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I mean, there's that fear of, 
did I just shoot something and now I'm going to die? But that's also because I'm a germaphobe. But mm. I find personally with the industry, it's just a lot more self-tape. So it's not that I'm lazy, but I would hate to travel to audition back and forth. So I'm just like, here's my tape. Here's what I think the audition is. Maybe I get it. Maybe I don't. Some people miss being in the room, but I'm okay with it. So yeah. Yeah. I would imagine, is, yeah. I would imagine what people miss about being in the room. Like if I was still, if I was still doing it, what I would miss about being in the room is just the energy between the performer and, and casting and just yeah. to kind of get a, a sense of the vibe of if they're in it, if they're enjoying it or. Oh, you know, why would like, you miss that? No one's ever looking at me. No, I don't miss that at all. I understand I they know. have things to do and they don't make eye contact sometimes. Yeah. I, I would take that personally. And now I'm like, you know what? I get it. You're busy. You're doing stuff. Here is my silent on camera one liner. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. And I don't take offense. So now I just send it out, watch it, don't watch it, whatever. And then I move on to the next one. So cool. Cool. What did you shoot yeah. yesterday? Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say stuff. So I'm just going to, mm. that. even as I'm posting, I'm like, this is a picture, but it's not actually what we shot. This was uh, post hair and makeup, post re Mac removal, which, yeah, cool. I, I'm going to try it. I know it's not, I like to build it up when it's really, I mean, that being said, I get excited when I shoot anything. So it's cool. Of course. I missed it. I'm on set. I'm like, oh God, cameras. Yes. Hello. And the, you know it's what? It's just it was another day crew. on set. It was just so nice when it's a nice crew to work with, when they're mm -hmm. all vibing off each other and they don't waste my time. I mean, mm -hmm. I, it's like, we don't waste each other's time, right? Like, this is a shot. Let's do it. Let's get it. We're all set up and go. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh God, this is great. So mm -hmm. I was very, very happy with that company. They were great. Were you shooting on a stage or were you shooting on location? It was on location. Cool. Yeah, I know. Nice. <laughs> Industry words. Uh, but so yes. what were the COVID protocols? Okay, so we're going to chat afterwards because in case my family watches this and we are, <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss after. I'm cool. not union. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is Hey, good morning. Welcome. Do you have COVID? No. All right. Let's go. Let's, there uh, a let's just carry on. We filled out a questionnaire. Yeah. Uh, you got it. No, mask. you're, you're uh. good. Okay. You promise. Okay. Then let's go. Let's go carry on as usual. Let's go shoot this thing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's, that's why I'm like, Oh, maybe I should join the union. But that being said, they were still very, everyone wore masks, even, I mean, except for the person, my scene partner. And I thought, Oh shit, I hope you don't have it. Ooh. Right. Uh, we'll find out. In yeah. Oh fuck. I know. This might be my last Instagram live. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> like every production company is just like, we saw your window chats with Robin, where you were kind of outing us as like not whatever. No, it's not even that. Again, I'm not even naming the company, but it was again. They were great to work with. I think it's just there's a difference in union versus non-union, the protocols, or even it could be a non-union and just the companies have a different way they want to approach it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. desperate actor in me, I'm like, yes, I will shoot anything. Oh, a little payment? Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. A little payment sounds a like little, they're little throwing payment. you a little sack of coins. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it's kind of like, be in my ad. Ting. It's like, how much are you going to pay me? I will pay you in silver. Good enough. How much? We don't talk about that. Here's a little yarn bag. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I mean, look, I came from, oh God, years ago. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do anything for free for my reel. And then I realized, oh, I'm not getting any footage for my reel. I should start getting paid. Uh, that, that helps. So, yeah. Um, okay, oh, can we so discuss know... stuff that you've done? Can we, can we bring up past projects in case people don't know this? Sure. This is, all right, guys. So I'm going to brag, but I'll brag for him. Uh, if anyone knows, there's a really random movie. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. These girls were kind of terrible. It's called Mean Girls. They did something in it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, would you, yeah. Uh, so Dave was in Mean Girls. I don't know why I did a really weird build for that. Uh, but yes, he was in Mean Girls. It's actually really fun to watch. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel after being in a movie that has become a musical and they're going to make the musical into a movie again? Like, this is a big thing that you were a part of. Is that real? Yeah, I watched a TFA interview. I thought that's interesting. They're going to take the musical and turn that into a movie? Yeah, that, that's what they're working on. 
I better get a phone call. You look the same. Just shame. <laughs> they need you in that. Oh, was it that math competition? Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So I'll tell this story because, like, there's no reason for me to ever speak about this story. But um, when I went into the room to audition, this character only had two lines, by the way. So let's not get too excited. Um, At least it was two lines. You're not just standing there. You contributed to the movie. That's okay, you don't care. All right, you're not very generous of you to say. Um, so I was in the audition room. I had all of two lines. And one of those lines was just a number. So it was, anyway, I managed to jump the casting person's line and just blurted out my number with, or the number line with this look of sheer desperation and panic on my face. Like I would just like, I came in and like said it like this. And <laughs> everybody was kind of like, like in real life, everybody was kind of like, oh, like, holy shit, that was, that was really aggressive. And I stopped it and I'm like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, can we, can we take that again? And the director was in on the session, he was sitting at the table and kind of like started laughing. And he's like, sure, let's do it again if you want. But that, that was great. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. I'm like, no. Um, anyway, so it was cool. It was cool. Long story short, just being, just being there, you know, being around those people um, was in a way surreal. It was one of my first experiences where I was, you know, I was able to converse and kind of speak to people that I grew up watching. And at the very beginning of being able to do that, it's a surreal process um like meeting tina fey for the first time was weird because you know she's this larger than life incredible person to watch and at the time i knew her from saturday night live and you meet her in real life and i'm a short guy and she's smaller than i am and it's really yeah i and didn't know that she's short it's kind of like uh, I mean, it's obvious to say, or it's obvious to know that, oh, this is, this is just a person who happens to be incredibly talented and incredibly charismatic and incredibly hardworking. But like you meet them and you're just a person, but they're recognized by the world. And that must be just the strangest dichotomy. Um, but like, you know this too, you're on set you experience the perks of being on set, you're acting for the camera, and then your day is over, and you kind of just get bitten by this bug, and it's kind of like, I need to do this again, and again, and again, and it's, it's a drug, people get hooked on it. It's easy to, I know, because yesterday when I shot something, I'm like, oh, or whenever it was on the weekend, wow, I've lost all track of time, and I thought, okay, so when's the next one? And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh. Uh, I gotta, I gotta wait. I'm on this on hold thing right now. What is that crap? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I do appreciate being it. on I mean, hold is a great thing. It is, but it's also like, but I didn't book it, and it's that in between of like you could also not book it from being on hold, and I'm like, I'll take it. That's still mm. like, Robin, you've done enough that we recognize that you can act. Oh, thank you. But we're still not sure if you should book it, and I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. But still, uh, that's mm -hmm. the. Yeah. Anyways, it's I mean, it's frustrating because, you know, you're so close to the end and, you know, you're so close to uh, to getting what you're trying to do. And then ultimately it doesn't work. But if you're on hold with, I don't know, with commercials, it's you're on hold with Kleenex or you're on hold with uh, Nabisco. And it's the marketing people that have to decide yay or nay. But, you know, the casting people like you. And that's, that's there you uh, go. positive I get, spin. You know, like, I, I don't remember who I heard this from, but the quote they said to me about acting was, if you reframe what you think you do for a living from being a professional actor to being a professional auditioner, things get easier. Because, like, actors obviously audition, in, like, exponentially more than they actually work. So if you know that, you're, that you audition for a living... Um, you know, I think it makes it easier when they go another way because of, let's say, how you look, for example. 
Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a tough gig. I, I mean, that's the thing too, when you say professional auditioner, I laugh, I've, I keep my auditions because I like to be mean to myself and I watch them and I'm like, Robin, well, cause then I watched when it was on television. I'm like, you auditioned with that for that. Right. What? Uh, yeah. so I, I do say the audition when I get offered a role, cause I'm like, mm. thank you. So, you know, I can act, but we accept that I can't audition and we move on from there. I appreciate those. Uh, it's rare. <laughs> They're very rare, but when they happen, I'm like, thank you because we both know it's going to be a shitty audition. And yeah. then we'll just, we'll just go on set. We'll just see what happens. That being yeah. said, yeah. that I'll show should be like, Hey Robin, get better at auditioning. Uh, but like sometimes on. what I find happens is like, you'll go into audition for something that is obviously not going to go your way because let's say the breakdown is so different from who you are or whatever. And then there's something you do that even though it's so radically different from what they're looking for, they, they find something they like and then they, change things you know for you know for later if if the breakdown is different they say well we like robin and no it's not what we're looking for but maybe we either change the the breakdown to reflect who robin is or we keep robin in mind for a smaller part later on that's fair did that ever happen to you as the child actor uh it happened to me twice um there was a show years ago when I was in high school um, called Dark Oracle. And I auditioned for that show a number of times. And then I think it just got to the point where my agent, who was Sid at the time, hi, Sid. Shout out to Sid. Okay. Shout out to Sid. She's the best. uh, Called me and said, so they're not offering you the part that you've been auditioning for but there is a day player part that they don't have anybody for. Um, So they're giving it to you and they want to know if you want it. So we could either take it or we could say, no, thank you. We'll keep auditioning for other things on your project and we'll see if we come across anything we like better. Um, But I think she and I decided, you know what, just take it. If they like you, maybe they'll give you some more days later on. And, um, yeah, I think what came from that was another day. So that was, that was cool. Um, and there was another show where I auditioned and the same thing happened where it's kind of like, okay, it just, they, you weren't what they were looking for. Um, but there's another, I mean, there's another part where you're going to be the barista of the coffee shop that these people go to. So it was kind of like the super low budget version of Gunther on Friends. Um, where like I had to be this sassy, rude, impatient barista. And, Do you have footage of this? And where can I see it? If so, um, the show was called Life with Boys. It was on YTV and the Family Channel, I think. And it was my last project before law school. And I think that's the last thing I shot, uh, at least professionally. That is cool. I, yeah. I can actually see you being that character. I feel like you have a pretension about, especially around coffee, something like that. Oh, I'm sorry. definitely, uh, I'm did definitely you not pretentious get a about coffee. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a latte? It's a cortado. Uh, yeah, yeah. A cortados are better than lattes. You learn that when you get coffee with Dave. Uh, That's my go. hot take. Yeah. <laughs> That's my hot take. Cortados are better than lattes. I mean, they actually are pretty good. I agree. Uh, that mm-hmm. is... Yeah, back in the day when I would buy coffee. Now, oh, I am hipster. We grind coffee ourselves. We have the, oh crap. Mike, can you write in the chat? I don't know what it's called. We have stuff when we make coffee. There you go. Yeah, cool. That's stuff is always useful. Is. Stuff yeah. that you grind and then push it through. AeroPress, there we go. Never mind. AeroPress is cool. Okay. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a great gift. I am grateful for that. that um, cool. Okay, I want to say one more thing that is certainly a plug. But oh, speaking, yes. of, speaking of AeroPress, mm. one of my closest friends, her name is Nancy Silverman. She opened up a, a, a coffee shop at Dufferin and Bloor. It's oh. called Two Hot Babes Coffee Co. And the other hot babe is her dog, Penny, who is amazing. And um, if people want an espresso-based drink, 
uh, she uses an AeroPress for that. And that was my first exposure to AeroPress. And AeroPress makes incredible coffee. Where, where would you recommend getting the beans from? Um, oof. Okay. So, Putting you on the spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm perfectly we do. okay with that. Okay. So Crave Coffee, I like so much because they use beans from the Sam James Roastery. Oh, that's a good one. Do you know, do you know Sam yeah, James? I do. I know my coffee. Damn. Damn. Sam James coffee is my favorite coffee. Have you had their coffee ice cream? Where did I have that? It was amazing. I can't remember who sells it, but they make coffee ice cream using Sam James coffee. Oh, mm. it was great. Mm. Anyways, mm. Sam James, as you were. I just wanted yeah. ice cream. I just felt the need to share that one. Coffee flavored everything. I mean, I was just in, uh, where was I? I was in this small little town. Um, I think it's outside of Peterborough. I really I wanted to say Anatevka, but that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago picking up furniture. Um, and it's called Workworth, this small little town called Workworth. And in this town was this like um, this boutique chocolate. What do you call a chocolate store? A chocolate store. Yeah, some, where they make the chocolate Chocolate. Uh, I don't know. Uh, kept saying different versions of chocolate. Yes. Uh, isn't that like a... No, sommelier is not for chocolate. Dear God, no, Robin. Wine. Why do you talk? Um, um, anyway, so they were selling all of these different types of chocolates infused with herbs and spices. And there was one particular chocolate called affogato, which it's my understanding that an affogato is basically a float, but instead of pop or soft drinks, it's coffee. I, th I think that's right. Well, um, yeah, yeah, it's vanilla ice I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it's ice cream and coffee, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great. So they were, they were making and selling these affogato chocolate bars. Oh. Uh, and I brought one home and holy shit. That's, I mean, I'm not upset that you didn't bring one back for me. That's fine, we're not on that level of friendship, but in the future. <laughs> <laughs> But you are helping me with my wrist, so thank oh, you. Oh, so I wasn't much. gonna say that. Uh, this is no, that's a physio thing, mm -hmm. so that's confidential, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. another college that I, we're just gonna not discuss. That's just your business. If you want to share as the patient, you can. But yeah, as my the wrist physio. Hurts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm What's the deal? Okay. My wrist hurts. I told you to Robin amputate is... it, like any good physiotherapist. I said, that's cut it right. off. You don't need that hand. Just and take then, a rusty yeah. axe and then burn the wound. Yeah. You no, know? don't even, what do you? Cauterize. <laughs> cauterize, thank you. Yeah, don't yeah. bother cauterizing. Just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's going really well, yeah. Living mm -hmm. your one-handed life, nice. That's it. So like, what does your day-to-day -day look like now? Like what is- That's a great question. As Actually, like a today... physio slash performer slash writer, like, like what is, what is a, what is a Monday- what does a Monday look like for you? Well, today was a little different because I'm doing a voiceover class. So I did a voiceover for video game animation this morning. Mm -hmm. And luckily you had to do this a little later because our class went a little overtime. So I did that for three hours, a little more. Thank you. It's been 30 minutes. I'm aware. Uh, so I did that for three hours. <laughs> I got my husband. Mm -hmm. He's great. And cool. then I have a class tonight for around four hours or so, like a scene study class, master mm -hmm. scene study, because it sounds fancy, but also it's pretty good. So that's cool. just, yeah, that's today. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I do these chats three times a week to stay cool, but also realizing if I end up booking something, you move the chat to another day. But it's just yes, kind of do. trying to stay creative in a sense. I know I try, I always have these ideas. I don't know if you ever struggle with this. I have so many ideas and I write them down and then I have other ideas that come up and I'm like, I don't know which one to do first. So then I kind of just think which one I should do first and then I do nothing and then I watch Netflix. So that's usually cool. the pattern. Yeah, it's pretty good. Got yeah. a good thing going. Yeah, that sounds really effective. Yeah, I think so, right? And <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a lot done. Uh, it's No, it really depends on, you know when you have those really productive days and you just do everything and I find I have those super productive days and sometimes they're too productive that I need a rest day afterwards and then that turns into like a rest weekend and I'm like, oh yeah. crap. And then and you get like, those I had productive. A really good... Shit, my AirPod fell out. Oh, crap. Um, and then you're like, yeah, I had a really productive day last week and I had six days where I was kind of relaxing and recharging, but <laughs> I hope to, to have one more really productive day next week. But that being said, okay, I know you don't care as much about Clubhouse as I do, 
but I have become, I actually had to take a step back this week because I was obsessed with meeting. I just wanted to connect with people and meet people. Mm -hmm. And I got sucked into it. I spent an entire day just like going from room to room. Again, mm -hmm. I also learned that I'm so grateful that I was married before online dating was a thing because I don't mm -hmm. think I could have done it because I've changed my profile. I change it every day. Like, who am I? Do you like my picture? <laughs> Is my bio okay? Do you want to connect with me? Click on my face, but I don't know, follow me on Instagram because people care. Uh, so it's, it's, that's just for that. This is, again, yeah. very low on the priority list of who cares how many followers or people I have on Clubhouse. So yeah, for, yeah dating. I'm I, uh, I don't know anything about Clubhouse. I was given an invite. I am on it. I was given an invite to Clubhouse and what I understand about Clubhouse is that it's an audio only app where you could kind of get in on discussions and you can ask questions and you could lead discussions and, and the whole thing. Um, as somebody who's studying to be a psychotherapist, I imagine that I will ultimately start using Clubhouse um, in a certain type of way. Uh, I know nothing about it right now, um, but like people love the notion of exclusivity. And I know that Clubhouse is an exclusive. It's app. iPhones only. It's very, and you have to be invited. And I didn't realize yeah. this at the time. Someone was so generous. She reached out. She's like, hey, do you want an invite? Um, I say yes to everything. Uh, okay, sure. And then I found out, oh, you got an invite? I'm like, yeah, didn't you? I didn't know this right. was a thing. Uh, right. It is a thing. So, so there are go. there perks? Let's say, let's say you're on Clubhouse, which you are. Mm -hmm. And you, it's my understanding that you have two invites. You, you sign up for Clubhouse, you, you log true. in for the first time, and you get two invites that you could give to people. Do you get perks for inviting people to Clubhouse? I think that's a great question. I don't know if the perk is when you invite them, it says your name at the bottom. So you get a credit in a sense, and maybe people are more likely to follow you. That's, that's the only thing I could think of. But right. I don't I don't know what other credit there is. Again, I think it's still not in the final phases of what they want Clubhouse to be. I think they're still testing it out. That's my understanding. So Yeah, because like I'm trying to I mean, it's silly for me to ask myself questions about what Clubhouse is when I haven't been on Clubhouse. Like it, it, it would be very easy for me to just log on to the app and say, Okay, what is this or what is this trying to be? Mm -hmm. But if it's an information rich resource um, I would imagine that down the line, I am going to love Clubhouse in the same way that you do. Um, but right now is just not the right time with work oh, and with not. school. And like, it's just not something I can fit into, into my world. But um, I think it's a cool idea. Well, I find, I don't know if you, I'm very easily influenced. Like when people say there are influencers, no one discusses the people that are easily influenced. So that's my right. category. And right. when I hear advice, I'm just, again, everyone has advice. There's no one that you meet that's like, I don't have an opinion on something. Mm -hmm. And so everyone has varied advice. And there's a bunch of U.S. casting directors on there. Mm -hmm. And it just, when there's, a oh, couple wow. Canadian, there's a couple Canadian. Uh, and yeah. they've been super generous and very, with their time. But the majority are U.S. and they're giving advice and everything. And I thought, this doesn't really sound like something we do in Canada. Uh, yeah. I don't know. How, but then I'm also trying to use their advice. So then I get sucked down a wormhole of, Suck down a wormhole. That's a visual. But uh, just a whole <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> just don't know what that is. Uh, it, it is very interesting. And that's why I have to go off it. Because everyone, okay, I need to kind of do what works for me and not mm -hmm. completely adapt what everyone's telling me to do. Uh, it's also like, as far as the entertainment business goes, I find in a lot of industries, there are a ton of similarities between the American side and the Canadian side, but Canadians, at least when I was still acting, which was a billion years ago, uh, I find that Canadians actively try and differentiate themselves from the U S as far as the kind of product that they deliver, how they do things. Um, like it's like, it's important, um, it's important for the Canadian industry to say, well, we're not Americans and we do things differently here. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. And I, I like to an extent, I, I understand why that is, but I would, I could also understand why you're hearing all of this advice come from the U S end, but, but Canadian casting might say, well, no, I mean, that might be fine for down there, but that's not how we do things on the casting 
end. It's uh it's a very interesting industry that way. The fact that they try and carve out these really thick boundaries between like, this is not like, you're not in New York, you're not in LA. Um, it's different here. And so I'd be curious to know what the differences are between American casting advice and Canadian casting advice and what those differences would look like. I have an extensive amount of notes. Uh, I don't, I didn't memorize them, cool. but. In this, but even what's interesting is when I hear casting directors discuss, oh, well, you should reach out to your manager for this, but your agent for this. And I'm like, well, they're just combined here. They're yeah. an agent, right? So even that alone, I'm thinking, uh, yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, help. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember um, a couple of years ago when I was still in law school. Um, Where did I you go to law school? Where was that? Windsor. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I say cool. I've been to Windsor. It's not cool, but I, I think it's a good school. <laughs> like what? What I didn't know windmills. about Windsor. Okay. Oh yeah, there are the windmills. Uh, yes. Not in Windsor, but on the four hundred one, like heading down into Windsor, there yeah. are these massive like turbines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? When I was in law school, uh, there was a time where I was considering uh, going into talent management either as an agent or as a manager, but I also knew that Canada didn't really have managers. And I was thinking, and maybe I'm wrong in thinking this, but I was thinking at the time, uh, there are 10 Americans to one Canadian. Managers are mostly in the business of setting people up for their next gig, making executive or making collaborative decisions on, okay, maybe we take this offer or this offer if they're a successful actor. And if they're beginning, okay, this is where you train. This is how you kind of build yourself up. And I think that's why agents and managers are the same person in Canada. In the US, there's just so much more. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being offensive to the Canadian business by saying this. Maybe I'm not, I don't know. But I just, there's, I think there's so much more happening just because of the amount of people and because of the amount of money. Um, and I understand that Netflix is opening up, I think a soundstage here, like they're building studios here. Um, Amazon might be doing something similar, but I still don't think that's going to change the nature of agents versus managers because there are still, I think only like 33 million Canadians to 330 million Americans and I think if you want a manager, you're like, you know, I don't know. I just don't think they exist here. And if they do exist, they're called your agent. It's just, you know what? It's just so much more onus on the agents in Toronto to be everything yeah. for an I, I just think that's, in a sense, not as fair. But I guess when you become an agent in Toronto or Canada in general, you know what you're getting into. So yeah. that's what it is. Uh, but I mean, they yeah. work really hard. I remember asking my agent, this is like for a submission report. I never knew what this was. And I asked her for one recently and I'm like, whoa, you submitted me for such cool projects. I understand yeah. I'm not union, but these are so cool. And thank you for doing that. Uh, they're shooting some good stuff here uh, yeah, again. Are. But I, but I also yeah, get, like I say that when I see the submission, I love the code names for all these projects. I don't know if you ever go walking outside and you see the little, the bright yellow, uh, Bristol boards and it says yeah, those sometimes. fake names. I love mm -hmm. that so much. Uh, and then, yeah. but then you see someone, someone makes a mistake and you see, oh, that's what it really is. Oh, I see, mm -hmm. I see, I see a costume that's quite obviously from not this fake name project. So yeah, I like that. When you say shooting here, do you mean Toronto specifically or Canada? Yeah. Like if Toronto, yeah. Just walking around the neighborhood. Oh, hello. Do you need an extra? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be one, but do you need one? I'm just curious, asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have no, you ever worked it's... as an extra? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, th I don't think I've ever worked as an extra. Um, I mean, remind me now, things could be different now, but back when I was acting, there were agencies if you wanted to be a principal supporting or lead, and then like, if you wanted to say something on camera and then there were agencies for extras. Mm -hmm. I and, think there still are, yeah. Yeah, so I was always, um, I was always with agencies that 
would send me for things where I wasn't silent on camera unless it was a commercial, mm -hmm. because I think in their mind, it just, it, it didn't make sense, you know, for- Did you ever book a commercial? Yeah. What commercial? Yeah, what commercial? Um, what was my first commercial? My first commercial could have been for Pop-Tarts. Um, Do you Pop have to eat them? I never had to eat one on camera. Where I had to eat on camera, I shot a commercial for KFC. And I played... It's not kosher, Dave. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm um, telling God. Okay. There, the storyline on this commercial was, for some reason, there's this dude who's just so hungry. Like, there was a shot of me reaching into, like, a pickle jar full of, like, pickled cauliflower and like pickled carrots and like it was supposed to be a jar full of things gone bad but in you know when we were shooting it was just pickled eggs and like all this stuff that looked really disgusting and I had to shove it all in my mouth and then they cut and then I spat it out super gross the next shot was me at a vending machine sticking my arm all the way up and then ultimately the vending machine topples over onto the guy. Um, and then the final shot was me in a full body cast because of what happened with the vending machine with like people just giving me like popcorn shrimp from KFC. And we did like 15 takes of just the eat the fried chicken, just eat it, just eat it. Um, so there was that. What's the tagline? Um, when you're paralyzed, eat KFC. <laughs> Even full body cast. <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse for not eating KFC. Yeah. Oh, Hashtag Popeyes is better. Popeyes is better. Oh, controversial. Luckily, mm -hmm. I don't try and do meat commercials, so this is not going to affect me at all. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, look, again, the desperate actor in me was willing to try anything, and I got a call back for a meat commercial once. I've mm -hmm. never eaten a chicken wing in my life. I don't understand how to do it. And what? so I, I don't, I don't know how to eat a chicken wing. I'm very open with this. I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I'm not a human. So I, I try and take it. And again, apparently I've learned you should use the dipping sauce, but I just, I didn't know what do I eat the skin? What do I do? I think I studied it for a bit and then I tried to yeah. chew it. Cause I wanted to, I like booking commercials. It's, I like booking anything. And then I just refused to swallow it because the taste was so unpleasant. So then I kept celebrating whatever sport we were doing, but there was still this food in my mouth. <laughs> I hate all of this. Mm, so good. <laughs> I spit it out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not shocked by it. Book that one. Uh, that was, uh... Yeah. Like, I think of the Friends episode where Joey's auditioning for that soup commercial, and they're like, Joey, just say, mmm, soup. And he, he kept on saying, mmm, noodle soup. And they're like, no, Joey, 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 just mmm, soup. And he's like, mmm, tomato soup. <laughs> like, like, dude, is there something wrong, you know, like with your head? <laughs> Well, it's even in Seinfeld, right? These pretzels are making me thirsty and he made a meal out of that line. Right. I, I yeah. just love those things because, hey, I, I've, I definitely have done that in an audition. I'm like, guys, this is the central role of this one woman sitting at a bar. Mm -hmm. Here you go. The plot should be about her. It's not, shockingly. But mm -hmm. yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't miss commercial auditions. I really don't. I really don't. Um... I mean, yeah, I, but... I miss, you know what I miss? I miss doing it, going in, and I'm like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I do it. Like, don't even give it a second thought. And then you're like, oh, I booked that one? I don't even remember this one. That's my favorite moment of this one that I didn't really try for. And those are the ones you get because you yeah. see what happens. Cool. Yeah. Have you ever had any experiences where you go in for an audition and you leave and you're like, I botched the shit out of that? Yeah, that's like all like, the time. There's yeah. no way that you know, like that this casting director is even going to see me again. And then you end up getting a callback for it or you end up booking it. There, okay. So there was one time I do struggle with being a mother. I'm always the mom, which is such a joke. I just don't know what to do with kids. I don't know how to carry them. It's they're confusing. <laughs> I, I'm very awkward with it. 
But I went in and again, I just had to play a concerned mom asking questions regarding is my child dying, whatever. I'm like, please, I'll just say all the questions that my patients ask me because they're stupid questions. And mm -hmm. so whatever, I just, you know, they're not stupid. No question is stupid, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I said whatever questions I left. I'm like, okay, I don't know what they wanted. And then I booked it and I'm like, cool. No, no, no callback needed. I was just such a compelling mother. I'm like, nice. or honestly, I think they didn't have much. To, I Every time I book something, I don't know if you ever said this, but I'm like, maybe they just didn't have anyone better to go with. I never am like, yeah, Robin, you killed it. It's like, maybe I was just the best of the worst. That, no, that's what you got to celebrate those wins. I know. That's. They didn't have to choose you. They wanted you. There you go. And like, I feel like actors even have to like celebrate the fact that they got the audition. You know, like the fact that that's true. I actually and that's what I'm trying to do now too. even some of them. I'm like, okay, I appreciate that you see me in this role. So I yeah. will do my best. And here you go. But it, it is sometimes you go, I'm like, Oh, you're, you're willing to see me? Wow, well, thank yeah. you. Uh, like, I remember hearing a lot, whether it was from an acting coach, or whether it was from your agent or whatever that like, you know, you're sitting in the waiting room, you're an invited guest, like mm -hmm. they, 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 they're waiting for you, they expect you you know, agents submit you, but then ultimately they have the right to say yes or no to even wanting to see you. So if you're in the waiting room and you have the sides in your hand and you're going through it, like they're waiting for you and they want you to kill it. Like, I feel like that's a misconception too, where they're just sitting behind the table and just judging the hell out of you. Yeah, they are judging the hell out of you. It's their job to judge the hell out of you. But like, they want you to kill it because if you kill it, their job is easier. It's true. You know, they're rooting for you effectively. Mm -hmm. um, and I just find that, um, and I did this a lot when I was acting, is you're always kind of expecting the worst. And like, it really affects your self-esteem. And because everything is just. Did you get a phone call? Just popped up and said, no, it, you know, when you get like, you have 20% left on your, on your blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I anyway. should have included, please charge your phone. I didn't, yeah. that was not part of my. That's okay. I could still go for a few. Okay. Um, but like, I feel like the acting experience or the auditioning experience would just be different if younger people were able to actually put all of it into perspective. One, they're waiting for you. They're expecting you. They want you to succeed. The fact that you can do this as a profession is a privilege. Um, and it just becomes so negative. What if I blow it? What if they hate me? They're never going to see me again. The income's not guaranteed. Like there are so many reasons to become terrified over this business um, when there don't have to be. And it was tough for me to conceptualize when I was a teenager, um, you know. I see you being a psychotherapist for actors. I, I think there's a, there's a lot of people you can work with. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I like the idea. Um, you, you don't have I to like, like it, knowing... it's okay. I pitch ideas. You can easily say, Robin, what are you talking about? You don't understand. Me. No, I, I think it's helpful because I know that like, if I'm going to therapy, I want to know that the person I'm speaking with has either been in my shoes or has, you know, worked with hundreds of clients who have been in my shoes, like that element of empathy, not just relatability, but like direct empathy is helpful. You know, um, I'm a lawyer, but I'm also going to be practicing psychotherapy. Um, I look forward to working with lawyers because I know what it is to go to work in the shirt, tie and jacket and be totally overwhelmed or feel totally out of my depth or feeling imposter syndrome. Um, and then ultimately lawyers, some do go to therapy and it's a wonderful thing, but there are also stereotypes of people in those sorts of professions trying to either, you know, seek relief in other ways that aren't as healthy. So I look forward to, uh, I look forward to that and working with actors would be, would be kind of fun too.
A you lawyer know? actor. We'll just send, I'll send everyone your way. Uh, only yeah. for reasonable rates. Uh, it's probably more than actors make. Uh, just get me a cup of coffee from Crave. There you go. There you go. I love it. Uh, cool. I don't, I, it, it's coming up to the hour mark, so I don't want to keep yeah. you. Uh, okay. That's, remember when I say like, hey, it's going to be a 20, 30 minute chat and then it turns into this. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, yes. I was in my head, I'm like, is there anything else you want to plug? I'm like, I don't know what you're plugging. Uh, okay, no. cool. How do no. we, how do we end this? I don't... How do we end this? Um, I don't know if we have to end it with a bang. It's just, it was, it like, this is a cool excuse to speak with people having these lives and if other people want to watch that's cool since i got the 20 percent warning like my phone's going dark like every five seconds so i have to keep oh no that's fine yeah this is why my hand is usually outstretched is because my screen goes mm -hmm. dark uh but, no because um, i'm summoning people from my phone uh, that was funny in my head <laughs> come yeah. outside of the phone i have powers mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. i'm going but, in for a witch. um i think these chats are cool thanks Dave. i think i think you doing these things a couple of times a week is a cool way to catch up with people. Um, in, I wanted to make sure you were still sharp. Are you still oh. good on camera? And honestly, Dave, I think you could audition tomorrow. You'd book something. I, we're going to talk to Sid. We're going to get you out there. Is she still an agent? I don't know if she is. She is not. Okay. But she was, uh, she was an amazing agent. And like anything, anything like notable that I've done, uh, I'm fairly certain it's been her. Like she got me the Disney movie. She got me Mean Girls. She got me, I think most of the commercials I've done. Um, she was she was a hell of an agent. And that's she's what you now want, like, a hell of a choreographer. She's yeah, that's a thing. She's just a hell of a person. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is some love to Sid, who I don't know if she has Instagram. I'm assuming everyone does. Uh, I don't I know. Think she does, yeah. Okay. Do I know? Well, now I know I don't think I follow her, and that's awkward. Uh, I will get follow over her there and follow and her. her. Okay. There you go. Follow Sid. Who's Sid? No yeah. one knows. I love it. No one knows. Uh, but yes, no. Thank you for doing this. Yes, no. Thanks for I having me. I say that. Uh, yes, no. Uh, but yes, I, I am awkward now. Please end. Uh, <laughs> as opposed to before, I was totally unawkward and cool. Thank you so much for doing this. It was lovely chatting and enjoy. Lovely the rest chatting of your day. with you. I'll speak All to right. you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.